I'm with David Meyer. I'm at the Meyer Estate. Huh. We're broadcasting in the Galanda Cast, which is which which I love doing the show outdoors in in the G wagon. But I love doing the show even more from from David Meyer's beautiful home in Brentwood, Tennessee. It has this it has this overlook. It's kind of on a on a on a hill hilly area. You can see. You can see a panoramic view of of sprawling suburbia <laughs> at its zenith from his house, and it's so quiet. I don't hear any dogs barking. I don't. I don't hear. You can't even hear kids running up and down the street. It's a beautiful neighborhood on a beautiful day, uh, where we had some bad weather earlier. But but yep. the sun is setting. I'm here with David Meyer. We're going to talk some healthcare. He was supposed to come out and hang out with us at SummerSlam last week, but wasn't able to make it. It was a zoo down there. It was packed. It was it was really packed. I saw some crazy stuff. I've seen some crazy stuff down on Broadway on a random Saturday night. But the but the crowd of people I saw quite a few celebrities. Uh-huh. But just it's a the the wrestle the wrestling crowd is a very interesting crowd. Um, I saw a lot of championship belts. I saw a lot of people dressed like the ultimate warrior. Um, I saw a lot of Hulkamania t-shirts, so it was sure. a, it was an interesting time. Right, but it's good to have David here here with me to to catch yeah. up on some healthcare. It's um, we've been covering so many things. There's so much stuff. There's so much to unpack. So I think we just go right in. Every time before we do a show, David and I will sit and talk for a few minutes and kind of catch up, and we'll discuss what we want to talk. He he brought up a topic that I think is is really important. And uh, he, he brought up, you brought up, David, just where, generally where risk adjustment is going. Yep. And when David's on the show, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get knuckle deep into, into healthcare policy. We're going to talk about healthcare operations, managed care, value-based care, stuff like that. David is a risk adjusted, adjustment expert. I like to think that I'm a risk adjustment expert. And we've been talking about just the concept of, of how, processes are changing and you know we, we always talk mm-hmm. about continuous process improvement there's people like yourself that are or yeah. yeah. high executive level you want to have better processes one of the first things that i did when i went to highmark when i went to blue cross of arizona i wanted to rewrite the policies and procedures to have good processes yep. and there were some things that were great and i was like man i didn't do this before this is something i need to learn and then there were things that i said well i don't think we do this well so we're going to change this. But it was always one of the first things I did in the first 90 days. I rewrote the policies and procedures, and I took that to my boss, whether it was a VP, whether it was a C-suite, whoever, whether it was the board, whoever I was reporting to. Yep. Within the first 90 days, they were going to get new policies and procedures written by yours truly. Well, retro chart retrieval, and with OIG, with, 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 with CMS, there's so much discussion about retro chart retrieval and the audit process so people are doing more second pass than they used to do which i think is fantastic you want to be compliant which is also important i think there's a lot more education i don't think there's some companies i've never worked anywhere that deliberately juke the stats i've worked Mm -hmm. places where the people behind me uh that excuse me the people that were in front of me that were there before i got there they did not have good audit protocols but when i first got into business i didn't have good audit protocols we're all learning and we're all growing none of us know all of this stuff and there's so much of a proliferation i think post-covid there's so many new there's so many new consulting groups there are new vendors coming out there there are new programs that are trying to capture and encapsulate what risk adjustment is and what it's going to be Uh 
and you had some candid thoughts. I think that people are moving away just from the traditional retro program strategically. Now, retro is very valuable. I made my career on retro. Getting 90% of my charts is how I made my career. Because mm -hmm. if you're at a company that's getting 76% of your charts, you come in, you get 90. Right. That's a huge opportunity. Um, but I wanted you to give your honest opinion because I have a lot of I have a lot of sponsors and vendors that do it. They're, a lot of them yeah. dabble in the, in the retro business. But I think that everyone's trying to figure out what the next wave is. And I'm curious of your thoughts because people are now going directly into the EMR. People are getting into the artificial intelligence. There's so many different options for risk adjustment and i think a lot of people are really trying to get into more prospective work yeah. or bringing in members and as a part of a value-based care continuum yeah. and you brought that up in in kind of the the sidebar before we started i really wanted your honest and raw opinions because i have so many people reaching out to me from a consulting standpoint and they're curious of what their next step is are we going to continue to yeah. go deeper into traditional retro i think a lot of companies are going into more of the ai retro to where you're still pulling charts but it's a lot more efficient right. it's more artificial intelligence and it's not the traditional we're going to uh -huh. you're going you're going in with a with a flash drive <laughs> pulling a hundred charts at a doctor's office yeah. but what do you think is the future yeah i mean a couple of quick comments i mean the first you think about you were talking about retro and for anybody that's not a healthcare person um Retro functionally is, you know, getting stuff that already happened right. right. That's what that means, right? right. So, it, you know, you already saw the doctor, but yep. it didn't get it didn't get written up right. And so, you know, what you're talking about, James, you know, like going back and, 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 and calling through all that stuff, that's about getting the past right. Correct. And when you talk about prospective, this is a fancy word, right? It's all about. This is real time. It's about let's get the future right. 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 And, and so, you know, you're correct, man. I mean, there's a huge transition uh, between one and the other. They're totally different, different tactics, different people, different vendors, um, different timetables. I mean, the whole deal, right? And I think, I think you're right that there's a transition that is going on in the marketplace. Um, and I think it's, it's partially because everybody is trying to figure out where the puck is going um, from the government. So you mentioned regulators and OIG and stuff right. like that. I mean, like, you know, I think on the enforcement side, they'll always be looking to make sure that anybody that's doing work with the government is, is, is being honest and fair and, and correct in their, in, in their effort. But, but I think from the CMS perspective, right, from HHS, the policy folks, from their perspective, what they want to see is healthcare, doing something incremental, new. Yeah. Incremental um, is one of your favorite valuable. words. Valuable. Well, I mean, it's-, it's You love, you love word, I do, I, I do And it's a good word, it's a really good word. Because it means do something new, Because it means you're making right? a change, right? Do something new, right. don't do the old thing, not do the new quote, thing, yeah? yeah? So it, it, and that's what we should all be striving to get better, not just to manage yeah. the P&L, but what are, how can, if we can make, if we can get a 2% decrease in diabetes, that's a that's a major win for Dude, for health plan. If over, we can over just time, stop right? it from growing, right. man. I mean, let's right. let forget forget getting it lower. You can stop it from right. growing. It's plateau. Right? Yeah. Um. And 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 for everybody, you know, like again, not a healthcare person. Like over the last fifty years, you know, the United States population has gone from it was like 20 percent of folks being overweight. I think now we're trending like in the 40 to 45% wow. 
uh, literally, literally dying from opulence. Uh, well, I mean, that's right. that's that's a way to talk right. about it. Although, although it's it, it's it's not the fancy food. Like if you think about like eating out at a fancy restaurant, what are you eating? You know, microgreens and you know, right. fancy asparagus and lean meat and fish and stuff like that. Right. You know, it's the Twinkies that are right. Kill well, you, right. It's the, the funny fast thing food is, and, and it's it, cheap. It's the cheap stuff. It's, it's the cheap it, stuff it, it that will kill you to eat. To eat good costs a lot of money. They That's don't, right. They're not selling collard greens and turnip greens. And, there you go. And and, uh, and asparagus. They're not selling that at the at the gas station. There you you're go. not getting that at Mapco. You're getting Twinkies. You're getting brownies. You're getting you're getting donuts and all that stuff. So hot, I definitely agree. The hot dogs on the right. on the thing roll, right, those, rolling those are, for three those weeks. Are, those are disgusting, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I don't. I don't there America is fat and in, and in bad shape. At and in, in many we have a lot of things we need to fix. I don't know a lot of people that are eating those hot dogs at Mapco, man. I think that's you're really bottom of the barrel when you're eating that. That's well, that's the nadir. And we can't we can't let you know. any we can't let that topic go by without me doing a shout out to you, dude. You look great. Oh, thank you, man. It's um God is good and you know i told you yesterday i weighed in i, I do my monthly weigh-in uh, with my doctor i weighed in at 214 yeah um i'm a flabby 214 because <laughs> when you when you go from from 270 to 214 you you what they don't tell you is you got all of this skin that's sagging and stuff but um uh, me and david are both losing weight and when we get to our optimal goals and we're gonna get in the gym we're gonna get ripped man because sure. i gotta i wanna i don't want to be a flabby 214 i want to be 214 like i was in college where where I was a where I was a muscular two fourteen. Now the funny thing is, you get older, David. Uh, losing the weight, you think you can go out and run some basketball and you can yeah. do some of the things. I'm like, well, I was two fourteen in college and I was a pretty good yeah. athlete. Well, your your bones aren't the same. You're not the same at forty four. So I've I've had to learn that the the hard way, hitting a little bit too hard on the on the peloton. But uh, but I appreciate that and I see you've been steadily. I was inspired by you, David, and I've been each other's accountability partners, man. We've you know said that. Hey man, you know you can't. David looked at me one day. I had we were taping. I had like four Coke Zeros, and he gave me that look. It's just like, man, we talked about this, man. You can't, you cannot, you can't have four Coke Zeros. You get one, you get one max. So I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate that in you in general, David. He's one of the few executives that I work with. You, you really believe that we should hold each other accountable. You don't, do. you don't believe that concept that the person with emphysema gets to continue to smoke six packs a day without repercussion. You think if someone has diabetes or emphysema, we've got to be accountable to our partners, our spouses, our families. We got to step in and say, hey, you know, dad, you shouldn't eat that. Hey, you've, you've got to go out and exercise uh, because we're ultimately in a community. And when one right. of us gets sick right. and is hospitalized or incapacitated, right. it impacts the whole family. And, and that's a very great um, strategy and, and, and viewpoint, especially from someone that's a healthcare leader. Paragon 7 Studios. Social determinants of health programs are important to the Medicare and Medicaid populations, specifically individuals facing chronic illness. Upside Home's personalized approach allows plan members to build trust with a highly engaged home manager, enabling an array of SDOH services in a controlled but non-institutionalized environment. For more information, contact the Upside Home Partnerships team at 954-866-7255. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, 
and anticipates your every need with intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS for Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the worriers, the timely and the timeless, we're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today, for the communities we serve. This is our pledge to you. These are the moments.